can you hear that? That's a man with a cold. I've been uh, meaning to do one of these. I've been putting it off day by day. Because of work, whatever. Having a social life. And one day I plan it for, I am bunged up. I'm bunged up, I've got a sore throat. I'm not terribly ill. Like I can still get dressed, I can still read, I can still go down to the shops and get something I wanted to, but li- I mean, listen to that voice. Oh, that is not the voice of a well man. Who is this well man? Well, I'm JB. Um, my name's JB, and I help run talknerdy.uk. And I've been trying to find a way to talk about comics a bit more on the site. I tried doing a YouTube channel. I didn't really like it. Like doing, well, we've got, we've got a YouTube channel, but what I mean is I tried doing a YouTube program and I just didn't like it. It felt really forced and hard to do. Editing took a long time. Doing it weekly was also a pain in the ass. If you do it like a monthly one, the algorithms of YouTube will not pick up on you at all. And the bottom line at the end of the day was I just wasn't getting any views from it. It's again, maybe the algorithm, I don't know. Um, I don't, maybe it wasn't entertaining. I'll put take that on board, but I just, oh, it was horrible to do. So I figured the best thing to do is just do what I do best, which is talk to myself. Well, talk to you and talk just generally out loud and hope someone listens. Being an only child, I've talked to myself a lot of my life. So this isn't any different. My plan here is simple. I'm just going to talk about a few comics that I've been reading because tons came out in November. And maybe you read them too. And just get that off my chest, off my mucusy chest as it is now. That's a horrible word, isn't it? Mucus. Ugh. Phlegm. Who comes up with these words? Words are amazing for like that, aren't they? Some dumb diagnoses with something. Oh, some horrible kind of spittle comes out of that man's chest. What should we call it? Phlegm. And we'll spell it with a silent G. Ugh. Anyway. Here, there's been a ton of comics came out. Um, I'm not going to go through all of them. That would be ridiculous. There's about 20-odd comics I think I picked up this month in November. But I'll go from in no particular order. My top of five was Spider-Man. Spider-Man's been a really good run with Nick Spencer at the moment. It's actually been funny. Like, I'm not saying uh, that Spider-Man hasn't been funny in the past, but it kind of felt like pandering to the funny side. Like, oh, this is where Spider-Man should say something funny. This feels like genuine humour. Like, it has been, and like, looking forward to reading it. It's also gone... Considering that, actually, I was about to say... Oh, see, there's a cold kicking in. Considering that it had the tricentral in it, in like the third issue or the fourth issue, whatever, it has actually been more street based. Like I have noticed, he isn't doing anything too Avengersy because that's again, it's just like this. I mean, there's a whole Spider Verse thing coming out, and then there's Spider Geddon which are these big events with Spider-Man. But for me, I know he's an Avenger. I know he's been going around a while. I know he's got a host of villains. But for me, Spider-Man is still like a street guy. I always think it's really weird when they put him in massive situations. That's why Miles got so popular. Miles Morales' Spider-Man got really popular dead fast. And that's because they just simply made Spider-Man really street level again. And that's all people want. 
It's very it, this, this character that's meant to be dev, dead relatable, like a, a a guy struggling to make ends meet, has a problem juggling this superhero life with his love life, um, bit of a nerd, what have you. That becomes really hard to resonate with the other person when they are fighting these mad like Galactus battles. So oh, he can oh that is gonna oh if there was a way to mute that maybe make a drinking game out of this. Every time you hear me sniffle or hock up one, you have a, a nice shot of brandy, as tis the season. If you're listening to this at any other time of year, I am recording this in the first 10 days of December. There is Christmas decorations around, and I've ordered Christmas presents. And one of the, the Christmas presents is, of course, a present for Chris, and it's looking at me right now. And all I'll say, Chris, is I ordered two, one for you and one for me. And I won't touch mine till I've given yours. So, we've got that to look forward to. Uh, next has been, sticking with Marvel, Punisher. Punisher's been, again, a street level. And he pairing him up with Daredevil's been great. Um, we've had Luke Cage come in as well. Iron Fist. Um, in fact, this is what, why couldn't they have not done this instead of Defenders? Oh, and um, not just uh, Luke Cage, Nick uh, Nick Cage? I go to say Nicolas Cage. Nick Fury. Oh, my God, I would love Nick Cage to be Nick Fury. Oh, can you picture that? Gaz would love it. Gaz would watch the shit out of that film. Um, no, it's just been... Punisher's just been... Like, the first one was wobbly. I'm not going to lie. I, I did struggle to get through that first issue. But they've just been dead good. I think the only issue I've got is he is drawn weirdly. He looks like, and I'll talk about this later, but uh, there's a character called uh, Billy Butcher in The the Boys by Garth Ennis, which I've been reading. And he's this kind of big, muscly guy, but he also looks a bit fat at the same time, the way Kingpin does in Daredevil. And they've drawn Punisher like that, like this big, muscly, kind of chubby guy. I don't really like it. I don't know if... I've seen anyone post anything that they didn't like it, but it's just like a really odd choice. I want the Punisher to look like intimidating, not like he's going to take up two bus seats, but that's just me. Um, it's been great. The cat, the twists and turns in it, the writing's been great. I, like I said, in, in teaming up, I'm using inverted commas fingers with other heroes has been felt not forced, felt like he just would run into these characters along the way. Because a Punisher at the end of the day, there you go, take a drink, uh, is a terrorist. He is a terrorist. He's not just any old vigilante like the other ones. He is a terrorist because he kills. Um, which, you know, not everyone agrees with. But for some reason, it's really cool to read a guy who goes around killing people because he makes himself... Judge, jury, and executioner. I suppose that's like Judge Dredd in a way, but... Yeah, it's been dead good to read at the moment. Uh, I've picked up the fourth one. I still haven't read that, I'm not going to lie. I won't ever lie to you guys, don't worry. Um, I'm going to read the fourth one after this, probably. There's a little pile going on there. Because, like I said, a lot of comics have come out. I mean, lot, loads of comics are coming out, as it were, uh, this month. And I have ordered them, but they still haven't arrived. But we'll go over that later as well. Um, number three, I feel like I'm 
Oh my god. Oh, dying. Mm. Ah, it's water. Sweet nectar. Seriously though, like, does anyone else get this ill? You never hear. I don't remember Chris Moyles ever sounding like this on the radio. I don't remember hearing. Oh, what's that really controversial DJ in America? The one with the longer hair and gets like porn stars to come on and use toys on his show, even though it's a radio show and it doesn't really make any sense why I see that. Um, oh, let's Google that now. That's going to bother me. You know what I mean? The controversial DJ, he never has a bad voice. Um, oh, God, if you put in the words controversial DJ um, into Google, you get just a guy called DJ Controversial. I imagine he, he might sound good. Uh, I'm not going to give his music a chance. He's not endorsing me, so I'm not going to listen to that. Oh, Howard Stern. It just came to me then. Howard, how weird's the brain when that happens? Howard Stern. Yeah. So Howard Stern, he never has a sore throat. Um, you don't hear anyone like that. How do they get, get away with it? Right, so anyway, where was I? Cosmic Ghost Rider. Cosmic Ghost Rider is the third one um, I'm going to mention from last month. It came to an end, which was sad. Um, I still stand by my statement that whilst it was great, um, it wasn't, it was neither Ghost Rider nor Frank Castle or The Punisher. It was its own thing. Um, I get why they used Frank Castle. I get why Frank Castle has become an, like, is he undead? Is he undead? How, in fact, is this podcast undead? I've been trying to decide what to name this podcast. I kind of initially wanted to go with Undead Comic Cast because I've been naming everything that I've been trying to do comic based as Undead because the tagline was going to be, and this is a this is great because comics never die. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I came up with that. Me, um, I almost feel like it's now linked with the fail, the failure of the YouTube episodes. And I always want to, don't want to be associated with that. So I don't know. This might be undead, but I know Frank Ca Frank Castle was undead in that because he he dies, he's revived, he's made into Ghost Rider, then he's given the powers of uh, the Herald of Galactus, which makes him Cosmic Ghost Rider. But anyway, this the, it wasn't Frank Castle at the end of the day. I my if you've listened to other podcasts I've done with Chris on Chris's comics, or I think I might have talked about this on Talk Nerdy to me, the main podcast. Um, he's Trigger's broom. Trigger's broom is when in the TV show Only Fools and Horses, which if you're not American, I don't think you've got a version of that over there. And thank God, I I I wouldn't recommend you even attempt this. But there's a character called Trigger. He's not that bright. And he says one day that he's had a broom for 17 years. Same broom for 17 years. and he's But it's only had eight handles and ten brushes. Which Daryl Boy then points out, well, it's not the same broom, is it, Trigger? And that, to me, is Trigger's broom. This character's been changed so much that when I was reading it, it wasn't Frank Castle. I mean, not one bit of it was Frank Castle. I'm currently reading a Punisher room alongside this. And these characters don't match up in anything they say. In their attitude, the way they look other than just having the looks of them and the history of them, it just, that the the shape of Frank Castle matched the character that they wanted for this Cosmic Ghost Rider run, which I've 
yeah, it was. It's been fun. I'm, I think it's been amazing. I think it came out of nowhere. I mean, a baby Thanos strapped to um, Punisher like hang the Hangover was a genius idea. Tra- the time traveling thing irked me somewhat because I'm a massive killjoy when it comes to time travel. I've read up about it. It's not like I'm just oh, time travel can't happen. I there are there are rules to time travel and loads of sci-fi and comics and TV shows take real big liberties on it and really annoy me and that's why I like Doctor Who so much because Doctor Who funnily enough fits into these rules it does fit into the rules of time travel it's very clever how I don't think they knew they were doing it in the 60s but they've just so happened to land there which is great um but yeah it's it the time travel irked me a little bit but it was it just fun it was absolutely fun and you know what seeing Thanos in a giant Punisher shirt was also pretty cool. It did a lot of fan service. Um, moving off the Marvel train, next comic I've really enjoyed has uh, been reading this Farmhand, and Farmhand came to an end as well with Farmhand number five. Uh, it's not coming to a t- total end. Uh, Rob Gilroy, the writer, is going to... He says at the end, he's, it's the first chapter, he is going to do more. They're just going to take a break until... I want to say, like, March. I think he said March or April. Could be wrong. Um... And that it, that, it was so such a weird comic and what a weird concept to come up with that a guy starts growing body parts to help people. Like, you know, if you're missing a kidney, missing a liver, missing a hand, he can grow you a hand, he can grow you that. Um, and he does it in a farm style, so there's like, you know, a bush of eyes, as it were, you know, like a field of tongues. He has to literally grow them out of the ground, and they have plant-like qualities. And there's a little bit of a horror tinge to it in how things can go wrong. But in the background, there's this political drama unfolding between the guy who owns it and someone else who lives in the town, the town itself. And at the end of the day, that isn't the main story. The main story is this main character who... As the son of that guy, and he's trying to just reconnect with his father. He wants to reconnect with his farm. He doesn't even really want to do that. He just feels like he's being forced to because it will give him some closure. His kids want to meet their granddad. His wife wants to be one big family. And it's just such an original idea. And a, a good a good story is when you have this mad thing like a barbershop of horrors kind of growing limbs in the farm kind of thing. And that is in the background of just character development. But it doesn't feel like it's in the background, and it doesn't become boring, and you don't go, oh, I just wish there was a little bit more of, you know, hands growing out the ground. You're just happy reading it all. Really good. Really would recommend that that run to anyone. That should be out in trade now. Go and pick that up. And you know what was good about that? It came out when it said it would come out. He even published the dates of the next ones on the back of them all. He He committed to it, which is why you won't see... A single um, Heroes in Crisis on this list that I've got in front of me, um, or a Doomsday Clock, because a Doomsday Clock didn't come out in November at all. And Heroes in Crisis uh, number two, uh, actually that did come out. That did come out, but it, it's I just couldn't put it on this list because it was a bit. Uh, it was a, I'll go back to that. We'll go back to Heroes in Crisis. Um, but my favourite one, my favourite comic, so those are in no particular order, but this one, my favourite comic, was Dead Rabbit. Dead Rabbit is by, oh, I hope I pronounced his name right, it's Jerry Duggan. Um, and he's getting away with murder. 
on this comic, I I think um, I haven't seen anyone write about this. I think it's a it's one of these opinions I have where I, I want to disagree with myself, but he's using the exact same formula he's used before, and it's it's working. It's completely working. But so there's a guy who runs around in a mask with eye holes, who calls himself Dead Rabbit. Um, he's kind of like a, he's a vigilante. He's kind of like an anti-hero because he kind of steals. He helps out people, but he steals for himself as well. Um, and he's having to de- deal with mortality that he's going to outlive uh, his partner. Which I think, and also he's got a real dry wit and sense of humour. And I really feel this is just Deadpool. Because he's wrote Deadpool, but, but bear with me now. So... The characters for stars, Dead Rabbit, Deadpool, there's link number one. Number two, Master Vigilante, Anti-Hero, there's link number two. Slick, dry, wit, sense of humour, like not serious at all, number three. Um, kind of does everything a bit selfishly, not really doing it to help the greater good, but for his own his own personal lead, that's number f- uh, four. Sound four there? This cold is taking a toll, I can't count. Um... We'll go from letters now. That'll be easier. E. He um, also uh, he's he's his part. He's got this really this love story where he he's gonna outlive his partner, which is what happens with Deadpool. People just he can't die, and there's there is a little thing where the smiles and jokes are all a facade. Really, inside he's an emotional wreck because he's lost so many people close to him. That to me, like re- that, that's Deadpool. That's what I think. People think Deadpool, the guy in the mask, Wade Wilson, Ryan Reynolds, all sarcastic. I actually think of Deadpool as the Jerry Dugan run. Uh, and this is just the De- Jerry Dugan run. But he's doing it on Image Comics. With a, and, and I'm just amazed there's not been remotely any kind of lawsuit whatsoever from Marvel going, you've just made your own. But then again, Deadpool himself was a bit of a rip-off of Deathstroke. So, you know... Suppose <laughs> the pot will be calling the kettle dead uh, if they uh, decided to try and sue Dead Rabbit. But yeah, that's been that's been really good. Two only two issues been out, but I do find myself really looking forward to it. The artwork's really nice in it as well. Um, I mean, I'm not going to talk about the artwork too much on an audio medium. I don't really see the point. That's what I did the episodes for on YouTube. But hey, then I realised I'd be showing panels and there might be spoilers. Um. But yeah, I just think it's it's dead odd how he's getting away with that. I mean, there's been there's been other comics I'm gonna give like notable mentions. Like there's been the whole Arachnite and Soldier Supreme. There's X Warps, uh, X Warps is it called X Warps? It's called Infinity Warps. And Gamora in the Marvel Universe has folded the universe in two. Um, and some heroes have crossed over into one another. So you had Soldier Supreme. Um, you had Iron, ha- which was a cross between Captain America and Doctor Strange. Had Iron Hammer, which was Iron Man and Thor. Uh, I think you had Hex Twenty Three, which was uh, Scarlet Witch and X Twenty Three. Uh, Knight, which was Spider Man and Moon Knight. Oh, I bet you there was one more, and that's gonna bug both me and anyone listening who knows I am missing one. Oh, that's annoying. Um, oh, Ghost Panther. Ghost Panther, which was Ghost Rider and Black Panther. <coughs> oh, hold on. 
I took a really good run there. Hold on. Mm. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, it's beginning. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. Oh. And cold. Oh. The good thing about having a cold, right, is you can just eat. You just eat and eat and eat. So I've had like I've had like a big breakfast. I've had ice cream already. It's not even two o'clock in the afternoon, and I've had half a tub of Ben and Jerry's. I've just watched Daredevil. You can just literally on your day off if you're feeling well like this. I'm not in any pain. I'm not, you know, I've not got typhoid fever or anything like that. I just feel a bit blah, a bit like how the word phlegm is spelled, and I'm just. Spoiling myself. I just finished Daredevil season three on Netflix, which I'm surprised more people aren't talking about. I, it, it, I'm I'm not gonna lie. It was a little little slow in the like beginning. I think episode three really threw me. Like I thought, oh god, it's it's gonna do a bit of a, a Luke Cage where they've kind of really gonna stretch out the story because Luke Cage that last season it well it really I nearly stopped watching. It only picked up after, like, the eighth episode. Um, but from then, episode four onwards, it got really good. Again, like, see, episode three, little blip. But that is, like, that's doing Batman better than Batman. The whole, the whole, I'm not going to say any spoilers too much, but but the whole him dealing with, does he kill now? Does, um being, like, him <laughs> having the old suit back on, the just the dark black suit, um, bare basic, no powers really, just his heightened senses, everyone against him, oh, I loved it, it was really comic booky. like, I'm, and I'm amazed how, the, the way it ended as well, that last episode, I do feel like, they've closed it perfectly, but then, I wasn't sure about that last scene with, I'll, I'll say it, but the last scene with Bullseye, Bullseye's there, and, it, it was almost really cheesy in comparison to the rest of it. I felt like the minute it went to that scene with what's happening to Bullseye, I felt like I was watching like something out of like a scene out of Spider Man Two. If you if you know the scene I'm talking about, you'll know what scene from Spider Man Two I'm re- adhering to. But it felt really cheesy, whereas the rest of this program had been down to earth, gritty, street level, dark, little laces of humour, and it went to this scene, which was dead. It was dead odd. Um, I don't think that's why they cancelled it. And we all know why they cancelled it. It's hilarious watching people go, Oh no, I've lost Daredevil. When we know it's coming back. Disney are going to have it. And for those who are scared that Disney won't make it like... I think that was technically an 18. It kept saying the corner rated 18. Um, They won't make Daredevil uh, dark like that. Um, To them, those people I say, one... Let's wait till we see the Deadpool PG-13, because that'd be interesting. Number two, Disney have said that they'd keep De- De- uh, Deadpool uh, rated R because it sells. So I have a feeling that... And Disney have done r rate Like, I don't know about R-rated per se, but they have done more adult things or associated with adult things. So I think you could have a... Still keep the darkness of Daredevil without it being, you know, like a really... Bronze Age run of like, hey there, I'm the Daredevil. I like to fly around and use my cane. Like, if he used it, why did I go all like Texan then? But like, if he used his cane in the comics, that'd be weird. Like, I don't know if you've seen, but in the comics, he uses his his cane as like an old fashioned walking cane and he can strain it out. 
and then break it into two and it becomes these little little batons or whatever they are. But that would be weird if they if they did that. Um yeah, but that it's that's been dead good. That was that was really enjoyable to watch and I haven't heard anyone talking about it, which is a little bit worrying. I worry if we do are getting some superhero fatigue. Um Oh, well, what a tangent I went on then. So, yeah, they folded the Marvel Universe and made all these heroes. And I was really looking forward to this because it was like Elseworld stuff. And Arachnite should, in theory, be brilliant. It's Spider-Man meets Moon Knight. I love Moon Knight. I think Moon Knight's a really underrated character. Pairing him up with Spider-Man makes sense. They're in the same city. Um... I, they kind of, it, it, and I thought would boost Moon Knight's appeal more to have Spider-Man cross with Moon Knight. Spider-Man's obviously so popular. Let Moon Knight have a little bit of that spotlight, and maybe we'll get some more people onto Moon Knight. Um, it did not work at all for me. Like, I don't think I'm going to pick up the second one. I mean, I feel bad not doing it because I hate incomplete collections, and it's only two. But it just felt like. The writers were just told mix these together, and the writers have said, "I don't really know what to do." And they've gone, "I'll oh, just just sort it. We just need it for. We just need this character to be made. We're doing something with him in the Infinity Warp storyline. Just give him a quick origin. You've got the origins already. You got Spider Man, Peter Parker. You got Moon Knight. Uh, just you know, come up with something. And I, I just, it, it's a guys, it's a failure. It's it's awful. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I I even when I think about it, I don't even like the um. I don't even like the name. Arachnite. Spider-Moon. Wouldn't that make more sense? Moon Knight, Spider-Man, Spider-Moon. I would have preferred that. They did get one cool thing. They gave him, like, three voices in his head. And they made the voices each side of Peter Parker, which I liked. But, no. That was a little bit of a failure for me. Soldier Supreme was really good. That was really good. I felt really bad because he... Oh, here we go. <coughs> oh. I felt really bad because the second one felt forced. I felt like they, um, it was a guy who's, it's Al, was it Al Ewing? I want to say Al Ewing did it. He's the one who's been writing Immortal Hulk. I might be wrong. He might have done uh, the Iron Hammer one. But uh, yeah, he, he, he did a really good strong first one. Like it was totally believable that you could have done a Captain America had the powers and the abilities and the, and the mysticism of Stephen Strange, Doctor Strange, it worked with all his all his foes, all his bad guys. It especially worked with the Nazis because that's what the Nazis were about. They believed in magic as well, so there was nothing for us. It felt really fluid. And then the second one is by the end of the first one, he's been sent to like a dark realm, a void, and he doesn't get out of the void until obviously modern day age. It's like their version of freezing him in ice. But that entire second one is just him trying to get out the void and there's not much dialogue. There's a lot of him running towards a light. And I do feel like he came to them and went, I've got this really idea, good idea on how to do it. And like, right, just get him in the modern age. And he just kind of like went, oh, I'll, I'll focus so much on this first one. I can phone that second one in. That was a dead disappointing one. But that first one was amazing. I've never seen an Elseworld single, like what? That could, should have just been an Elseworld single one shot and it would have been fine. I would have been happy at how it ended, where he's just left in the void, and we don't know what happens after that. It's so good. Ugh. But no, they have to make it part of some stupid, giant Marvel event, which they do every freaking year. Um, 
See, this is why DC fans are but absolutely baffle me. So DC, I've recently joined. I've recently joined uh, Marvel, a few Marvel Facebook pages, and a few DC Facebook pages, just to get help get a bit more news faster and stuff like that. You know, be some new, new sources for some stuff, and I found a, an interesting pattern. Is on the Marvel side, you see the Marvel posts and Marvel pages posting stuff like a little bit of news, some funny memes, um, some theories, stuff like that. You know, calling back to old Marvel movies and having a laugh. Generally, just good banter. And the DC side is really bitter. Like they consistently post. And this is across all of them. I don't. I, I'm. I'm going to address you all. I'm going to paint you all with the same brush here because you are all guilty of it. Um, they post stuff like trying to make you like Batman v Superman. <laughs> like this is why this was good. Martha meant more. It wasn't just a cheap writing for a name. Of course, Batman would feel this way about his mum, and of course, Superman would say it because he would want to be Batman to save his mum because he cares about. Just it didn't work. Just admit it didn't work. It's it, you, you just by telling us what the writers were. Um, oh God, I'm getting my mucus sort of worked up. <laughs> um, just because you you're you're trying to tell us what the writers intended from that scene. It, it doesn't matter. It, it didn't land. So just give up on that. But they just post nothing but, but that. Why Marvel films don't work. Like, there's been a lot of hate towards... Um, oh, God. What is... I feel a little bit bad here. I'm, in case you, you're going to... If I do a few more of these, you're going to learn that I'm not very good at um, calling names. I'm not really good at getting picking names out of the air. Very... Always done like that always been like that i um i think at one of our last family do is i called my auntie liz auntie lynn and for you know considering i've technically you could say i've known her for 31 years that wasn't did not go down well um brie larson there you go brie larson i've seen a lot of hate on these dc pages about brie larson how she's gonna fail how she's gonna taint wonder woman how she's got no she's too um doesn't smile enough terrible actress and some real vendettas against her um i've seen people put that they hope the film is bad which baffles me because i don't get why you would hope a film is bad why would he hope why aren't, no one should hope a film is bad i want to hope every film i see is good i want to hope every film that comes out a year is good you shouldn't hope it's bad you, it, it, that makes no sense. You, if you like films, if you like art, in any in any sense of of the, this medium, you shouldn't hope that someone's work is bad. Because who wins? No one wins. That person doesn't win. Yeah, because their film is bad. But you don't win because you've the way you the only way you can know that film is bad is you watch it and you have to sit through a bad film, and then something a story is told badly and it's tainted. But I don't know why you would hope a film is bad. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but yeah, all these DC pages say do nothing but to try and ram it down your throat that bad DC films are good, good Marvel films are bad. There's just a general overall business. When the most easiest thing that these DC pages could do is look to the comics, direct, shine a light on the comics and go, what are Marvel doing with all these stupid events? Why do that? DC don't do that. 
Not much anymore. I think they tried it for a bit and it didn't work. Like this year's big event has been um, Doomsday Clock and by the looks of it, Heroes in Crisis is a big one as well. I think there's another one going on with not the Justice League or the what they call the Hall of Hall of Villains or whatever. <laughs> I can't remember the name. It's so cheesy. Um, oh, what is it called? It's the you know it's their version of the the opposite of the Justice League. Um, League of Villains or whatever it is, um, but they don't—they're not crossing over into every single freaking comic. And like to read this Infinity Warps one, I'm pretty certain you have to be spending about forty pounds a week to read everything. Uh, whereas Doomsday Clock is its own thing. Heroes in Crisis is its own thing, but it's a big event. Like it's a big comic. They're making a big deal out of it, you know. And they say, I think we. Kn- we're getting the hint that Doomsday Clock is going to change the future of DC Comics. But it's still its own issue. It's still its own thing. You've not got this DC Doomsday Clock spin-off. Easiest thing they could do, but no, they pick on other things. Um, I don't think there's anything else I wanted to talk about, really. Oh, if anything, yeah. One final thing I thought I'd talk about. I'm going to try and keep these in like the 45-minute region. Um, was I've been... Uh, reading the boys that was it the boys um the boys has been dead in- was a dead interesting one uh, recommended to me by both technically chris of chris's comics and at off brand fm who you may know as field mouse i've def- definitely mentioned field mouse and jay justin leal um of leal legacy before and now the new Nerd Cult Underground podcast, which I'm probably going to listen to after this, boys. I've listened to the first two episodes. The third one was up today. I normally listen to it while I'm making my breakfast, but the missus won't let me go in the kitchen in case I infect everything. So I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Um, yeah, the boys, I I really enjoyed. Like, I love Garth. I think I, I, I need to read everything Garth Ennis. We've got... My missus has all the Transmetropolitans, I think, bar one trade. Um, and that's the only other big thing he's done that I've not read. But Preacher, I'm very deep into. I think I've only got to buy one, maybe two, you know, the big thick-ass trades. Um, and then I'm done. But th- I wasn't expecting to like this so much, I, especially when the trades I've seen in the shops have um, been on offer for like three quid. Like three or four quid. I thought, oh, is this one of them, you know, failed ones? Garth Ennis took a punt at something that didn't work. And then, obviously, Field Mouse recommended it to me and Chris. And that gave... And I'll throw a bit of um, compliments towards Field Mouse here. When Field Mouse says that a comic's going to be good, I trust it's going to be good. This guy works in a really big comic shop. Yes, he likes X-Men, but I can forgive him for that. Um... But that made me go, oh, okay, I might give it a try. And then seeing it for £3, I thought, well, why not? Then hearing Chris say, I've been told I won't like it because he, Chris doesn't like Garth Ennis's writing. He, sees it, he says it's a bit too crude and vulgar, his liking. Well, I don't mind crude and vulgar at all. Let's go. Let's go for it. And it, it's so clever. It's so clever. You could, there's going to be, obviously, I think a TV show is coming out very soon. Um, for it 
um, with quite a few names in it. But it will fit right in at the moment because of two things. One, obviously, it's the story is that there's a bunch of guys who are kind of like a ragtag group of not so much vigilantes, but the government hired guns for hire. <coughs> oh, oh, get out of me, Satan! Uh, guns for hire, who, um are to keep superheroes in line when they get a bit out of control. By that, they mean, like, the, when you see on... You saw in I'm, uh, Iron Man, Captain America Civil War, when we're saying, you're out of control, people are dying. This is on a much more basic scale, like, a bit more, again, vulgar and crude. Like, they are just running amok. And it really puts it dead well. It puts At the end of the day, people get superpowers... They d- not all of them deserve them, and some people get superpowers and just want to pretend they're doing good, but at the end of the day, they're normal people and they're all broken. So, we've got to help fix them. And I think it, it's it's really clever to bring out a TV show now, because one, we have got a lot of super superhero-based stuff on TV, and it might give, well, it'd be refreshing for people to see it from this point of view. The other reason I think it's good, and I think it's still a relevant comic, is I, I think Garth Ennis, the way I was reading it, I don't think he's actually making fun of superheroes. I think he's, this is obviously the interpretation of the reader, but I think he's trying to make it like, be like celebrity culture. When did he write it? When did this come out? When did the boys come out? But the thing is, like, the, it's really got this um, Weinstein thing going on that's happening in the background with some of the, the their version of the Avengers, right? And I think, here we are, when did, oh, for God's sake, everything about the boys, but here we are, the boys comic book series. When did that come out? It's set between 2006 and 2008, but when did, when did it? And did he draw it right here? 2006. Okay, so 2006. But it, it, you could apply it to celebrities and Hollywood culture and whitewashing and uh, the Me Too movement. It really has a, a place in modern society now, and I think it should be picked up by everyone. I might even write a review on the Total Nerdy site for it. I think it, it, it. I've only read this one trade, and I'm a bit annoyed I didn't pick up trades two and three now. Because I'm I'm hungry like the wolf, I'm Duran Duran for it. Um, but oh, I, I yeah, I really really enjoyed that trade this month. Um, I don't think I've read any of the trades, have I? It's been really it has been a bit of a slow month for me. There's been a lot of comics and there's been a lot of stuff to do on the site. The time lasses. So what time are we on now? Speaking of time lasses, yeah, we'll wrap it up now. So. Yeah, I've been working with uh, getting the Time Lasses podcasts out with the girls. They've been great in doing that. They've just done the last one of the last episode of Doctor Who that came out, um, that obviously aired on the BBC last night. And Jodie bent space and time and came here and recorded it with Eve. So that's going to be different dynamic because they're normally used to Skyping each other. And it can be different when you're speaking to a person face to face. Um I'm also going to do, I get a WhatsApp doc out in time in the next couple of days because I'm trying to do one of them a month. Um, and it's going to be about the Stan Lee documentary. 
um, oh, what's that called? Uh, with great power, I think it's called. Um, Gaz is insisting he's getting me a new episode of Master of Movies, but he's worse than me. We were meant to see um, Spider-Man Spy- Into the Spider-Verse, whatever it's called. We were meant to watch that last night, the previews. Um, I felt ill, but I was like saying, oh man, I'll probably be fine. And he just messaged me about two hours before saying, I still haven't got out of bed. I've been thrown up for 24 hours. I don't think I can come. So, you know, so I'm the better man, Gaz. I'm the better man. I'm powering through. Listen to me. I sound like garbage. People, whenever I do the next episode of this, people are going to think that I've got a different host on. That this was, it'll be like one of those, it'll be like one of conspiracy theories. JB didn't do episode one. It was someone else who did episode one. I'm like the Paul McCartney on the cover of Penny Lane or whatever it's called. Abbey, Abbey Road, Penny Lane. Too many friggin' streets in the Beatles songs. Um, so yeah, Gaz is going to do another massive movies and we should be announcing soon uh, the Nerdies. The new ner- Nerdies 2018 when to tune in, who will be on it, and yeah, that should be very interesting. That gets a lot of, uh, I get a lot of praise about that, and I really enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun. So, I don't know how often I'm going to do these. I'm thinking just once a month, because we've already got quite a few podcasts, and if I space these all out right, then technically this talknerdy.uk will be pumping out a podcast a week, whether it be a Time Lasses one, a Master of Movies one, a main Talk Nerdy to Me podcast, a review, or just whatever I decide to call this. I, I feel like it should go with Undead Comic Cast. I feel like that just feels like right to me. Undead Comic Cast. If it changes, then people can change the name of podcasts. I mean, look at Mr. Leal. He's been... In fact, check out Mr. Leal. Go over to leallegacy.com as well. If As Talk UK, there are Brothers from across the pond, they are do a really good nerd cult underground podcast, which is where they just talk about whatever, whatever they've been nerding out about. You've got one guy who works in the comic book shop, and Jay, Justin, dude, I'm so sorry I keep saying Jay. If, if I ever say Jay, just think I'm saying the acronym. He changed his name back to Justin for those who... In fact, if you want to know the full story, go over to Ragnarok. Go over to, not Ragnarok, Radnarok. And you can hear how he, uh, why he's changed his name. But yeah, he's had his his podcast been called Rad in the Rock, the Little Legacy podcast, um, Skeleton Crew podcast, Skeleton Skeleton Crew brand podcast, Geek Core, I think he's had quite a few names. I'm just going to stick with the Undead Comic Cast uh, because comics never die. Although I sound like I might be. So, until then, I've been JB. I've been talking nerdy. Peace.